With this episode of Tax Justice Warriors, I am going to do a recap of recent events in taxes, part of what I have been up to lately. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. This episode is going to be a bit of a recap of different events that have happened so far in 2021 related to taxes. I wanted to provide a bit of a spotlight on these different events, but I did not feel that they would be enough for a full episode, so I am just going to condense several of these into one episode. To begin with, the American Bar Association Section of Taxation held their mid-year meeting at the end of January, and it was all virtual that I wanted to give a highlight to the Individual and Family Taxation Committee that I am a part of their planning for each meeting, and they spent their focus on the tax gap. That Les Book was the moderator and put together the panel. Panelists Mark Mazur who is now the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Treasury for Tax Policy, Natasha Sarin, Assistant Professor of Law at University of Pennsylvania Law School, Charles Rosati, former Commissioner of the IRS, and Nina Olson, Executive Director of the Center of Taxpayer Rights, and the former National Taxpayer Advocate, that they focused on the tax gap, which is basically the gap between the people who should be filing and paying taxes and those who do, that they discussed what is necessary to implement in order to to address and make change with regard to the tax gap. It was a good discussion. Part of what needs to change is funding. Part of what needs to change is policy and addressing the tax gap issues internally in the IRS. So that is a debate that I would like to revisit at some point. Next, I'm going to mention the diversity panel, where that committee looked at inequality, race and tax, systems, laws, and enforcement. And that was moderated by Omid Farouzi with panelists Donnie Charleston, Jackie Vimo, and Francine Lipman. And they did go through different studies looking at race and enforcement of our tax laws. But what I find striking is when looking at race and looking at poverty levels with comparison to the IRS auditing through the country that there is a good overlap of low-income people of color with who have been audited throughout the nation. And that is another item that I think needs to be addressed more in the future. Also, I will mention that the individual and family taxation, we have been discussing 
for the May meeting that that will be virtual as well. So I will just mention that we will be looking at the child tax credit and part of it discussing the dichotomy of the IRS having policies set by Congress where they are more of a benefits distributor when traditionally they have been an organization that enforced the tax laws and finding and enforcing that people who were not compliant are now compliant with filing and making payments. Just looking at different items that are at play when it comes to these issues. So I have brought those up in recent episodes and think that is another worthy discussion to continue. Next, I wanted to mention that I am teaching tax procedure again this semester at Washburn University School of Law. I don't know that I will spend too many episodes discussing what is happening this semester, but just as some updates, Washburn was entirely virtual through the month of January, then opened that opened classes up for teaching to be in person or virtual through the semester. And while I found it mixed, I do have a class of four students where two were definitely going to be virtual and the other two might have been in person. But when I went on campus to look at teaching, then that day, one was sick and the other was not able to make it for class, so I turned to doing virtual for the rest of the semester. And another item to note is that all four students are female. I don't know if it makes too much difference in the class itself, but I do find that interesting. So certainly some of the next generation a good amount will be female, at least coming through the classes that I am teaching. And I do feel like I am becoming more proficient at doing presentations over Zoom, whether I am doing those for school or just in general through work. I am doing some for the Kansas Coalition Against Sexual and Domestic Violence, where I am letting the workers know what are some tax issues for the season or just in general that might be of use with regard to domestic violence survivors, what they may need to know. Plus, with different presentations I did last year, I find that I am able to do these presentations, whether at home or in the office, that they go well enough that I feel like I am proficient enough as if I were doing them in person. So those are my main thoughts um, beyond doing the tax procedure course the second time. Certainly seems to be going smoother because I am not having to create as much from the beginning that I can dig deep into what slides I have already created and just teach the course as I go. 
Next, as an update for tax court, we have had the conference call for the case. I entered my limited entry of appearance, and as things went, I did see the petitioner's side, and it does not look like the IRS wants to concede the case, so we have scheduled a virtual trial for coming up this month that I am drafting my pre-trial memorandum, looking at what other exhibits may be filed, but we have the trial upcoming. Generally, I look at having some testimony from my client, but I do not expect that it will be a terribly long trial. I am hoping for it to be roughly an hour or less, but you never know if it might wind up going longer. I wanted to mention as well, for procedurally taxing, I submitted my last designated orders column for procedurally taxing. This is not because I am leaving them. It is because the tax court is listing their orders differently on their website, so it is not the same as their designated orders listing before. So in general, we could do searches now of orders, but it is not quite the same as the prior designated orders. And I felt like it was a good moment to note that it has been a good educational experience in working on the designated orders because I have written on items like whistleblowers or large-scale discovery, that these are tax court items that I would not normally see in a low-income taxpayer clinic. So they have been good ways to learn. They have been good opportunities to do writing for procedurally taxing and exercise my writing skills. But also, Keith Fogg has been mentioning that different of the main editors and writers have been getting busy recently and have not drafted as much material for the website. So certainly, if you are looking at doing a guest submission, that there is some opportunity for publishing through Procedurally Taxing right now. As a last item I wanted to mention is that with Power of Attorney Forms, the 2848, it seems at this point that there is a two-month processing time, but more recently, the IRS has been accepting the Power of Attorney Forms electronically, that if you upload the form, that the IRS is able to accept it. And I've been getting reports that those are more getting the two-week processing time that we were not able to get for the power of attorney forms that were faxed in since around December to more recently. So I have uploaded some recently, and I'm going to be checking in the next week or two, seeing if I have access to those transcripts on 
a faster basis than I did when faxing them in. So generally, that is some of the recent news I have and some recent updates. I wouldn't say that there was too much terribly long that, as you can see, these different updates made up just one episode and weren't really long enough by themselves. But I do certainly think some of the American Bar Association topics would make for a good study in an episode, though I am thinking that it would be good to interview someone on those topics rather than just have me relating some of the items back to you. So again, I hope this has been educational for you, and thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.